Okay, we've clicked. I'm ready. I'm going to do it. We're going to get straight into it. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. Hello, and welcome to the Rattle On Podcast. It's me, it's Alfred. And with me, as always, is Adam. Yes, hello. I am also here. (laughs) It's good. Uh, Some people question whether you're here a lot of the time, especially (laughs) over the past couple of episodes. It's mainly just been me. But, uh, yeah, Adam's here. And uh, I have a can of Dr. Pepper so he can talk more. Oh, is that <laughs> one can? That's all I get. <laughs> you get not even that. There's about a quarter of it left. <laughs> well, because you had to waste most of it waiting for me to get well, here. Because you I've been so, you we, so long. We have many things to chat about. We have a few things, and, and I had to, in classic, you know, horrible idiotic, terrible student style cram <laughs> all of my viewing into the last like. F- ever before the podcast that's what, that's what I've done yeah uh, you know which it wasn't entirely planned that way but you know I, I mean the reason I hadn't watched the Doctor Who film that we're going to talk about in a minute is because I was watching Altered Carbon which we're also going to talk about oh yeah so I've been it's not like I neglected it for no reason and sat and did nothing that's good <laughs> yeah. enjoy oh that's a tasty little tease of what's to come yes. in, uh, oh yes this Indeed. week's episode. And speaking uh, of tasty. Oh, yes. <laughs> even even better. Our catch-up from last week, our follow-up from last week's show. How was the pizza? <laughs> was, yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, actually, I'm thinking about it. It was okay. <laughs> I, it, it, yeah, it, it, it was fine. The chips were good. The pizza was okay. It's because normally, normally my standard go-to pizza is just a vegetarian pizza. Right. Just because it's always been my go-to for forever. It's just, yeah. I like it. I find it quite nice. It's refreshing. Yeah. I feel like meat on a pizza. I feel like it's too heavy. You know, there's a lot going on in a pizza. You got you got the yeah. the bread. You got the there's that, a lot of cheese in some cases. And then you add like dense meat to it, and it's like whoa. Yeah, that I, fills I find, you up quick. I find that with the like meat feasts and stuff like that. That's mm. why I like a good pepperoni. That's because fair. That's because fair. that's a nice thinly sliced pepperoni. It's not as heavy as like what as you say, like meat feast and stuff like that, where mm. they just pile on whatever they like. Uh, no, don't yeah. get me wrong, I like those too. <laughs> but pepper pepperoni is my main thing because I can I can understand the no. If you pack too much on, it's a bit much. Some mm. I can I can understand that, which is why I think pepperoni. That's me. Good. Yeah. No. Yeah. But. Uh... I've, I've, as a vegetarian myself, once again, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not an option. <laughs> well, well, no, because it was it was the handy thing. Because yeah. background for listeners and probably Adam, because I don't know if I've told him before, I was vegetarian for the first like twelve, thirteen years of my life, and then I became a big time carnivore. And then in the past f- about three, four months, I've changed back to being a vegetarian after having. Uh, a kebab that tried to kill me. Um, yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you probably told back. me the rest of it as well, but it's, 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 it's it easy to matter. forget these things. Context, <laughs> context for listeners, regardless. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, that, that, that's kind of that's what happened. But I, yeah, so I had the vegetarian pizza, the vegetarian, of course. I imagine um, it was enhanced slightly by the fact you were starving. 
That always makes you think a meal's much better than it well, is. Yeah, it's, this, it's the thing. I have a very small stomach these days, which is really annoying because I love food. But I get full <laughs> up so quickly. It's one of the things I've always, I've, I've grown up always thinking that, you know, you get your nice, your fancy restaurants in London and in the big cities and towns and stuff that, you know, your gourmet joints that the portions are the size of a fucking packet of Rolos. And it's like, ugh, this is, there's no food here. But actually, as I exist at this moment, I'm thinking, nah, that's the right amount of food. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's bang on. I was like, yeah. a three-course meal? Yeah, that's the right amount for me. So I understand the the nature of gourmet food better now with my shrunken stomach. But yeah, it upsets me because like a lot of your pizza deals that you find from your local takeaways and from your chains and stuff is like get a large pizza and a drink and a side for like 12 quid or whatever. Yeah, it's, it usually works out as about the same price as just buying the pizza. Yeah. Like well, yeah, you get exactly. you get the deal and you basically get everything added in for the same yeah. price as what the pizza on its own costs when you look it's at gold. the menu and you it's think the best. Eh, I think I'll have the juice in the thing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that feels like I'm getting more. <laughs> the, the, I just yeah. wish that more places would offer that like the equivalent of that, but with a smaller size pizza because I get about two or three slices into like say a twelve inch pizza and I sort of go. Uh, okay, I'm nearly done. And then it's just like, there's loads of pizza left over, and it upsets me. And it's yeah. one of the things that makes me realise pizza is very much a social food. You've you got friends around, oh, should we eat something? Yeah, let's order a pizza. Yeah. You get a large, there's probably two slices a person then. Yeah. You know, but I'm sad and lonely. <laughs> <laughs> so, pizza. Myself. Yeah, it was good pizza. Um, Moving on from that. I got us a question. I found us a question. Oh, good. Because you, you, I found a question. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to know us quiz this week. Uh, if you had a warning label, what would yours say? Well, I thought I, I thought this was quite a fun question. Yeah, it's quite a fun question. Oh, for, <laughs> this is the first I've seen. <laughs> I literally read it about two seconds ago. It's and excellent. Think, how the tables have turned, eh? Yes. Well, Adam. Adam. Um, no. Right, there we go. Started again. Yes, the tables have turned. <laughs> Where were we? We were... You, the, the tables have turned... I'm going to have to cut all that out. Oh, what bull like. Again, <laughs> we need to get you a new computer. Right. Uh, if you had a warning label, what would yours say? Yeah, it's a good question. Cause it I, is a good question. I, and I have now had a moment to think about it. <laughs> Thanks to that enforced brick. There we um, go. And I think mine would probably say something daft like, beware sarcasm contained within or something. I think mine would say talks too much. <laughs> Beware loud noises. <laughs> Beware of cat. <laughs> oh dear, that's yeah, that's fun. I like that. See, we kept that light and fluffy and fun. Yeah. It's a good question. I it just, is a good question. I just don't, that's, All right, it's fine. We'll move on. Right, let's talk about things that have happened in the world of entertainment 
in the past week or whatever, however long it's been. Uh, Sony's Venom film had a trailer come out. Yes, the widespread this panic. No widespread ignorement. <laughs> There's yeah. just everyone went whatever. <laughs> well, I was surprised yeah. that a this trailer came out so quickly, and b it's coming out in October. This surprises me because they're still filming it. I think they only started filming it a bit before the new year. So... Uh, That doesn't seem like enough time. This is my concern. Also, it's a Sony own Marvel licensed film, so that's the other cause for concern. Yeah, because we're still uh, up in the air on whether this connects or doesn't connect. Or Well, because this in, is the... Uh, Sony is saying no. Marvel is saying no. Kevin Feige says no. But then... Apparently, Tom Holland was seen on set for a couple of days. Um, obviously, context there, Holland is the current Spider-Man who exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Uh, just because this is going to get confusing, there's two Toms, and both of their last names begin with the letter H. <laughs> um, and then yeah. Sony, they tweeted the other day, someone, I, let me find it. My mate Josh reminded me of it, because I saw this tweet as well. Um, And I haven't got a bloody... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang about, hang about. Let me find my bloody Twitter. I keep opening up the wrong thing. That's always good. I'm I'm bad at technology. It's it's (laughs) it's an elaborate ruse that I've set up to make people think I am. Um, Thony... Sorry, th- through the magic of editing, this will seem seamless. I'm not editing this bit. Fuck that. It's effort, Tweets and replies. Where is it? Someone tweeted at them about it. They're like, uh, where? Well, listeners, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's dreadful. <laughs> it's not It's not great, is it? It, and it's, it's dreadful entirely in, on the basis yeah. of it being so meh. It is it is the teaser trailer. It's not the full trailer. It's a minute and a half. Yeah, but most actual true trailers are about three. Which is too long. <laughs> well, that's a different issue for a different day, Adam. It's so connected. But, yeah, teaser or otherwise, it's not really teased anything. It's just... Yeah, <laughs> it's generic meh with no it, real anything to it. It is a bit, yeah. I cannot find this fucking tweet. Someone basically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote, quote something that doesn't, that probably doesn't exist. What, what you're gonna do is you're gonna paraphrase something you think you remember. <laughs> exactly. But basically, someone tweeted at them saying, "What's going on with?" Tom Holland situation because one of the things is, is like uh, I think it's because he's been put on as a rumor at the minute on IMDb, but Tom Holland's listed in the cast for on IMDb at the moment. Um, yeah, which of course quite, means quite a nothing. few people can update that though, can't they? That's yeah, exactly. Just, it means yeah. nothing, but still, it is a thing that is there. Um, but there's also there's been a couple of different things where the whenever the Venom films popped up in places like the names that show up next to it are Tom Hardy 
Woody Harrelson, Tom Holland, Riz Ahmed. You know, it's like, oh, Holland's in this cast? Basically, someone tweeted at Sony Pictures about this. They're like, oh, Tom Hardy, Tom Holland, what's going on with that? And Sony just replied in the really vague way. They're like, Tom's a good name, isn't it? And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like, are you just sidestepping the question? Or are they being cheeky and just, you know, oh, yeah, we like Tom. Which Tom? Yeah, we like Tom. It's like, hmm. Tom from Tom and Jerry. Everyone loves him. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's... We, we've talked about this in the past. Saying I need to sort this shit out. Um, it looks really boring. It looks like a generic action thriller film. Yeah, the generic person walking about looking sad or with shrugged shoulders, whether mm. he's hiding or just brooding or whatever. It's a good scream. Yeah. He good. gives a good scream in it. Yeah, uh, the, the the shaking in the hospital bed that's thing cool. and would uh, yeah, cool but cliche. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing about it that really grabs you. There's the one scene of the guy opening the back wow. of a truck with the. It's got the symbiote in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. and if you don't know anything about Venom at all, and you're watching that trailer, you don't know what that is. That's not particularly interesting it's a guy opening a van <laughs> yeah, it's just, a med opening a van and there is black ooze it's like ooh yeah which is fine but it could have been oil mm. <laughs> I mean yeah, well. it's, it's, it's not it's not tantalising enough in itself yeah with, without something else happening well, to, let to let tease what th- goes on from there let me give you the insights of a long time Spider-Man fan and comic book fan Yes. Uh, so one of the things that is apparent in this, uh, there's a spaceship, some kind of spacecraft that's crashed. Uh, at a glance, it looks like it's an Earth craft. So my guess is they're going to go with the uh, 90s Venom origin of him, the symbiote being from the moon. Or just being from space, generally, vaguely from space. Uh, and in in the nineties cartoon, what happens was there's uh, NASA. Well, it's not NASA because you know, but it's basically it's a NASA mission. They go up to Mars. They collect some rocks. They're on the way back down to Earth, uh, and on one of these rocks is the symbiote. Yeah, and the symbiote breaks out of containment and causes the space shuttle to crash land. Yeah. Uh, and then and it escapes. It escapes, yeah. We, yeah. That's that's how we get it. So at a glance from this teaser, what it looks like is same sort of thing, space mission, crash land because of symbiote. Uh, instead of it escaping, I'm guessing a com- Rizamed's company collect it, they acquire it, they put it in a little box in the little glass container. Yeah, and then they put that in the back of a van. And then they a guy that. opens that van yeah. at some point for some unknown reason. Yeah. And presumably and he... he's first to die. <laughs> no, because I, I, no, I, don't think yeah. they, I don't think they can kill Rizamed so early now. He's become a name. But um, I'm I, just being I, flippant I, about it. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm offering yeah. the the... Educated inside. Um, <laughs> what a damning is, put down that is. <laughs> <laughs> the funny hat is off at the minute, Adam. Honestly, we're, we're talking serious business here. Um, the Spider-Man license is in jeopardy. But, but uh, 
<laughs> and then probably Eddie Brock's down on hard times and he volunteers to be experimented on for money and they put the symbiote on him and then he turns into that's what happens there's your film it's shit get rid of it put it in the bin mate (laughs) or or most of that remains accurate but plot twist Eddie Brock is former reporter at a news organisation news outlet from New York City who is dishonourably disgracefully fired for his mad obsession with a teenager in a unitard who swings around the city um that you know i we will never know i don't think we'll know but what we do know is that you have made a wee re-edit of the trailer yeah and i have watched both side by side and Mm. yours is miles better i've 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 swapped out uh, two scenes i've added three and and i've added a bit (laughs) it's it's one of those they, they run almost completely parallel there's not much out of sync if you know what I mean Mm. which is good you're just tweaking it to make it better you've taken you've gotten rid of the fucking bridge that we don't need to see San Francisco well I've completely changed the setting yeah well you get rid of the fucking bridge no one cares about the bridge everyone's seen the bridge yeah but when you consider that Venom is traditionally a New York based character and that that is an important establishing shot to say we're not in New York we're in San Francisco because then yeah. when people who are le- or more casual fans of Spider-Man and stuff, and they go, I thought Venom was a Spider-Man villain, and they see the trailer go, oh, I guess they're in San Francisco then. It's like, oh, okay. And it's sort of, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a very little thing, but it sort of lets people know, okay, okay then, that we're not yes. where we expect to be. But more important than that is what you replaced it with, which they is... on New York. A little teaser of Spider-Man stuff too. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I put in, I've cut the, in... Stuff in the, on the walls and things. Just a couple of wee, not even a second, I don't think, clips of it. We, mm. And then it cuts away, flips through a couple of things and you think, ooh, this is interesting. I wonder why he's doing that and putting that stuff on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Just it helps tie it together that little bit more and think something else is going on here. This is good. Yeah, yeah and, then, and, the, and then I show Venom in the teaser trailer as well. Yeah, right at the very end. Right at the very end, yeah. yeah which is a shot out of the Spider-Man 3, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Well, well the, the shot of New York I got from, just that's just some stock footage. Yeah. Uh, that I, And then the shot of the Spider-Man stuff on the wall is out of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and that's Max Dillon's apartment, Electro's apartment, because... Yeah. For some reason, they give him the Spider-Man obsession in that story. That's dumb. Whatever. It's a bad film, and it doesn't count anymore, so who cares? <laughs> but it handily gave you some nice shots handily that you could use. Handily gave me some nice bits that are also whole, shot very nicely yeah, and blend whole, what, right two, in. Two, three seconds. <laughs> yeah. I had, to, I had to actually extend a couple of bits of that. So, like, the poster on the wall and, the, like, the homemade Spider-Man doll... Um, they're actually only shown for about a split second in the actual scene, so I've had to find the point where the lighting doesn't change and, and then just loop that for a couple of seconds yeah. so that it flows a bit better. Um, it's all very much... So sort of people are going to probably wonder, oh, what's the deal with that? Basically, my good buddy, my, one of my oldest friends and uh, in the world, uh, 
Josh, who I grew up reading Spider-Man comics with, we, we we I have very fond memories of us laying on our on our bellies in his lounge at his old house in our hometown, reading Ultimate Spider-Man comics next to each other. Um, he is a he he's the biggest Venom fan I know. Uh, he loves uh, Eddie Brock as a character and Venom as as a, as an antagonist as this anti-hero. Uh, he likes the arc of the character. He he likes the the dis, his descent into madness is one of one of Josh's favorite points. It's like, isn't it fucked up that this guy who's like in his mid thirties becomes obsessed with this teenager because he fight, you know he's like he's because this teenager is just a better photographer and some is so always seemingly getting these amazing shots and it's this this level of paranoia and yeah he he likes all that and everything we should get him on to talk about it sometime but um when the film comes out so he can rip it yeah, apart <laughs> good idea um he he messaged me and he said that he wants to he, he it was his idea he was like I want to redo the trailer oh, he said I want to I want to uh he basically said I want to we should cut in like sh- a shot of a wall of Spider-Man bits or whatever, um, and then he he want he's rewritten the voiceover and he wants to record the voiceover and put that in and put in some different music. Um, well, and I look forward to that because I think well, you, you, you've he, done you've done a good job with redoing the shots and stuff with the voiceover that's, that's there. It works a lot better, but if you custom write something to, yeah. to go over it, it would be even better i think it's a very i mean the video that i've done is a very rough draft it's like it's a very it's a it's a proof of concept more than anything and it's better than the official thing which is a well i might (laughs) i think i'm just thinking i might tweet it out i might put just pop it on my twitter because they can't really have a go at me about that um people do it all the time recutting trailers and stuff i'll put it out for people just to have a look at if they want to um but it's it's so sort of he said he wanted to do that and then I just did it because <laughs> because my brain went oh this is good practice to work with Premiere because it's you know a media student and haven't had a lot of video work to do the past in a in a little while so I was like well just practice my editing and manipulating stuff like that and whatever um, so I did that and I threw it up and then he watched it and then I got a bit annoyed because he was really surprised at how well it, it turned out. I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm stitching something together. He was like, yeah, all right. I was like, oh, here you go. And I sent him it. And he was like, that's really good. I was like, he's like, I'm so surprised. I was like, cheers. I was like, <laughs> thanks, mate. I was like... <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so he, he liked what I did with it. And I was like, cool. And uh, he, he's, he sent me his basic idea for the voiceover i i need to tell him he's only he's what he's written is good but it's not quite long enough um he needs a, a little bit more for it to to fit into the trailer a bit better but yeah i'm gonna try and stitch that together and have this alternate take i've got another version i've done two versions i've got that one that you've seen and there's another version which is more or less identical except that i've taken out there's a shot uh, sort of in the midpoint of the trailer where uh, 
there's a shot of like the dude who's running the MRI, and then it cuts to Tom Hardy running through like an office building or something. Yeah. And yeah. basically, it's, it's like a two-second little sex segment in the trailer. I've taken that out and I've inserted a shot of Tom Holland's Spider-Man swinging through uh, an alleyway, and then that flows into the shot of Tom Hardy running through the forest. Um, it it's fine. I did that mainly because I was thinking that my idea there was this ties it in with yeah, the, the universe that exists. It m- in, mirrors it quite well. Well, yeah, the, the characters. But, yeah, but in but when you watch it, it's sort of it fl- like it works, but I don't, it doesn't flow. It's very just. It's very much just like oh, the spot on. Oh, what? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh. I don't. I don't think I'll tweet that one out. I'll tweet the other <laughs> one out though. Do that later. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I just, I reworked it a bit, and I, I've watched that, and it's like you say, I've kind of, it's, it's, this isn't, this is very arrogant of me to say, but I've done it, and I watch it, I've watched it so many times over the evening of doing it, that I've sort of gone, see, I'll wa- I'd watch that film, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just because yeah. of those two changes I've made, I'm like, that yeah, looks like a cool film, I do because yeah, I'd, I'd it do does what you want out of the teaser. The teaser yeah. gives you a glimpse into what the filmmakers are doing and what they place importance on for mm. the film. What your teaser shows is that you haven't forgotten one of the most integral parts of the character is relationship to Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Yeah. You've got a couple yeah. of wee hints in there and then you've got the hint of what Venom becomes beyond just being mess of black goo in a box I love you know, a mess you, of black goo in a box though. yeah that's good but it's good that it has a journey that it goes on and becomes more than that because <laughs> a box yeah. of black glue egg goo doesn't really carry a film <laughs> mm, <laughs> um, no it doesn't whereas the, their trailer their teaser trailer is that, misses all of that so it feels like they've not placed it in any importance yeah but as you mentioned if they're still filming the film then maybe they haven't done well, the scenes that they would have wanted to use for that yet. Yeah, my, which my is just stupid. Is a, lo- a lot of people have a lot of the the backlash on it is is like, well, where's Venom then? So we've seen the logo and that's cool, but it's like, well, where's Venom? I think is it, they haven't done it yet. Yeah, <laughs> they flipped the cars. They've 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 animated and done the CG on the goo in the t- in the tub. But I, they probably just, they haven't done the CG on the character yet because I, I think, think he's gonna be a very he's gonna be the classically just greasy and oily and sort of sickly venom that we all imagine in our heads. Yeah, because uh, the Sam Raimi one, uh, I the, the clip that I use in in the film is the point of which that's the only time I ever like the design of Venom in Spider Man Three. Yeah. Um, is when he just looks like this alien goo with a face. Yeah, uh, a very but, angry and a horrible yeah. face. <laughs> and it's, my 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 thinking is because they don't have because the you know our understanding is it's a Spider Man film without Spider Man, and the birth of the character is implied by this this teaser and you know the rumors that we've heard about this film. Uh, there is no reason the Venom should look like a Spider Man that's in black and white with a tongue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and that's the one that we've kind of received most times in, yeah. in, 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 I well, mean, I remember that, that was going to be concept. my question. That was going to be one of my questions, actually. If 
the symbiote's not had any contact with Spider-Man at all. What abilities and stuff does it well, have? Because doesn't guessing... it pull that from him? Well, yeah, this is it. This is it. In, in the classic kind of thing is that it, the symbiote, when it's on Peter Parker, it kind of it, it absorbs his powers in a sense. Yeah, because it's um, it's a two-way symbiosis stuff. Yeah, exactly. It enhances him, he enhances it. Yeah. And it yeah. would have done um, that in all of its previous hosts that it's used that we just don't see. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my guessing is they're going to go with the idea... He, I'm guessing he's not going to have a big white spider logo on him. Yeah, um, that would make sense. It'll, be, it'll probably be a hulking, black, oozing kind of monster with a big tongue and many teeth. Uh, probably, probably will probably resemble the Ultimate Spider-Man Venom in the early, e- early days of that Venom, which is essentially that. It's the standard Venom we all know and love, but doesn't have the white spider symbol. Um, uh, and I'm guessing that they're probably going to go with instead of webbing, it will be tendrils. You yeah, know, just lines be, of black goo. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is sort of you know. Unless this is the thing, we might be surprised. It's, it is. I don't think we're going to be, but it is a possibility that we could watch this, and all of a sudden it could be like, "Yeah, Spider Man's in this." It's like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a whole thing. It's, it's, it's. It happens off screen, and it, it will. It'll, 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 no, I know, but what if it ends up? Being, it, it will. I, I feel like they could do it retrospectively where they could do it like Fast and the Furious have done with Tokyo Drift, where Tokyo Drift is the third film that came out. But in the timeline of those films, it's technically happening at the same time as the sixth film. So I have, like... I, in my head right now, I'm thinking that they it's possible, at least right now, with, given with what we know and what we've seen, it's possible Sony will turn around and just be like, yeah, this just this takes place... A lot like in between Homecoming two and three, or whatever, and so it's like it, it, it takes place future, in between basically. these Spider-Man films we haven't made yet. Yeah, set yeah. it in the future. Yeah, which I'm not against, by the way. I think because then that does give us the opportunity to have this tie-in with the the current established Spider-Man and well, potentially tie it in with the greater Marvel universe. Yeah. It it would suggest that they have an actual plan which would be good. It would. Yeah. Um, um and although, I, although it's know, a weird way of doing it, but I'm it's a, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's something different which would be a good thing if it's planned and executed. Yeah, well, it, I just, it's not going to be that. <laughs> we know it's not. That That's the only way I could think of salvaging it. Otherwise, the only other option I could really think of is that one that I think I pitched you a, a, about a month ago on the podcast, the last time we talked about the Venom film, which was my idea that maybe in Infinity War they introduced the symbiote there on in the space, because we, can't, we know that Spidey ends up in space with Iron Man and... Uh, I think Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah. Um, maybe they introduce the symbiote there, and may, may, you know that that could be a way to do it because Venom comes out in October, so maybe you could get away with that. Because um, yeah, it, well it's almost there. a background thing that just happens to yeah, them, exactly. and then the the camera pans away. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Because yeah. my thinking there is, is I'm thinking from a design perspective of these characters. If they did do the white spider on Venom, then it would stand to reason. I mean, we've seen the Iron Spider suit in Infinity War. 
the spider symbol on that if you do if you paint that white it could you could kind of and twist it a little bit you could pull that off as the venom logo the venom spider symbol yeah uh, you know so it you, you it's possible maybe that you could you could tie it in like that but i don't know cuz the thing is is what's the point of this film if you don't tie it to spider-man yeah Venom's strengths rely on the fact on that, like you say, that relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom and Peter Parker and Spider Man. Um, uh, me, and like me, me and Josh had talked about if they would if they were doing the Venom film, what they could have done if they just wanted to do a Venom film, what they should have done is set it ten years from the current sort of Marvel cinematic time. You know, set it ten years in the future. You have Flash Thompson anti-hero Venom who is a super soldier basically but obviously you twist it you take the Flash Thompson storyline from the comics and apply it to Eddie Brock maybe because Flash Thompson in the MCU is a scrawny little Indian kid so but you know what I mean yeah <laughs> it's just 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 use the more recent comic arc and adapt it for for, for now but Sony as ever are hung up on doing the origin bit and it's just like uh we don't care yeah oh, fuck what what if what if because we we don't know about oscorp in the mcu but what if riz Ahmed works for oscorp and it ends up being oscorp who are pissing about with the symbiote there we go oh no fuck's sake I said, oh, but let, let's let's just move on no Let, let's wait for more twist. info greater plot twist what if it turns out venom has nothing to do with Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but Venom is actually a sequel spin-off to the Amazing Spider-Man series. <laughs> <laughs> I still think everyone would prefer if Thanos just punched Tom Holland's Spider-Man through a wormhole to another dimension. <laughs> I, with the no. Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> just, 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 I don't, don't do that, but... You know, I like you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean like take him out of the MCU entirely. I mean you can sort something like that out for just for the fucking thing, so that you can create Venom as we know him, and then he just gets abandoned in this other world or something. Mm. I think. I think yeah. if I'm remembering rightly, I think I heard something that Venom and the animated Spider-Verse film that's coming out at the end of the year uh, which the trailer for that looks fucking awesome yeah um, I like the trailer for that that's a cool looking yeah. trailer but uh, apparently those take place in the same universe potentially is that because um, the Spider-Verse one takes place in all of the universes well yeah that's it but yeah, that's suppose, <laughs> but no 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 mm. what I mean to say is the, the idea is that Venom takes place because there is that central universe of the Spider-Verse film which is the one where Peter Parker died and Mars Morales is the Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, apparently maybe the Tom Hardy Venom is in that universe. Uh, and the Tom I've, Holland Spider-Man is in a is different in a, parallel in one. the yeah. MCU With, universe, yeah. yeah. So, again, rumour. Um, again, it's but, a good way of... Just get so, Spider-Man in there. I don't yeah, care it's, which it's a good Spider-Man way of, it is. It's, it's a good way of circumventing it, but it's still yeah. 
a lot of pain and effort when they could just make it part of it. In our I guarantee it's it's just it's a licensing thing, and I bet yeah. I bet I bet Amy Pascal and Sony probably went to Kevin Feige and Marvel and said. Here's what we want to do with this thing. Can can we do that in the MCU? And Kevin Feige went, nah. <sighs> He's like, no, thank you. Take that away from me. But um, I don't know. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad now. Well, w- would it cheer you up to talk about Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah. Specifically the Always. TV movie featuring Mr. Paul McGann. The Eighth Doctor? The Eighth Doctor. Uh, well, it also features Sylvester McCoy, Mr. The seventh, seventh Doctor. Yeah, at the beginning. Mm. Question that I... Just to make sure. The f- events of that film are canon, yes, no, maybe? The, the TV film's canon. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just making sure. I wasn't sure. Just having a moment there. Thought it I'd is, double check. It is very much, very, very, very canon. Confusing canon, but canon yeah, nonetheless. It counts. Yeah, it, it raises a lot of questions now that I've watched the FSK. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the the typical sense of, well, they disintegrated the master. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's always good. So he's there still somehow. But, oh. He comes back in like a comic or something. They explain it in, you know. Yeah, this is the problem where with extended universe stuff in the sense of if you're not into it in the mediums enough to Mm. actually follow all of the various branches some of these important details do go missing (laughs) and you suddenly feel very foolish when they go oh no they explained it they did this and that and uh, when when did they do that and like oh and the the comic book oh right okay (laughs) well i didn't know that so that was good um, yeah, it was um, it was a strange watch. Is I've my, said this. My feelings I did warn on you, didn't I? I said yeah. I said it, it's a weird midpoint between the classic series and what became in two thousand and five. I think as well. It's it's just it's not so much the story that feels weird as the way everything's presented feels weird. Mm. Which is I think product one of the fact I'm going back to a f- TV film that feels very much like a TV film. Well, this is um, the thing. It isn't technically a film. It was originally a pilot for... What, because, as we know, Doctor Who yeah. came to an end. Yeah, the, they were planning on bringing it back. And yeah, then, and this was the pilot episode that would launch... A series because the production was going to move to America, and this was just meant to be the first episode of Paul's series. See, that that's one of the things I was thinking. It felt very American, not yeah. in setting, in the style, in the oh, style yeah, of it, yeah. and how it's made. That's, and I was trying to think. I'm just being weird, but it put me in mind of all so many American TV shows. Just everything about the way it was presented, mm. and like. I'm just reading into the setting. It's not... I'm just I'm being daft and trying to pick holes in it or things that I don't like just because it's different and I shouldn't do that, but... You don't do that. That's me. Yeah. that. And it, there's, it's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just... It feels weird to go back to <laughs> after, yeah, all, after um, all this time. Yeah, um, but it's good to go. I think it's, it's important to go back to that. And I... I 
I mean, if you if if you feel sort of weird about that, don't go further back. <laughs> yeah, I've because let me tell you something. Classic yeah. Doctor Who does not hold up. <laughs> yeah, I've never been that tempted to go no. back in that sense. I like reading about classic Doctor Who mm. and some of the stories and how they came up with some of the stories and how they came up with monster designs and how various you know races and stuff have changed and how the doctors changed and everything else I like reading about all that but I kind of knew that I wouldn't really enjoy watching them yeah because I didn't watch them before yeah Um, yeah we don't have the nostalgia for it yeah well one I wasn't around at the time and Mm. I didn't even watch them as a kid where you're you don't know things are different if you know what I mean in the yeah. same way, whereas now I have a kind of more formed picture of how you would make Doctor Who episodes or just TV or films in general, just in a in a kind of rough sense, not in a very good sense because I'm not an expert at all, but just in a kind of rough sense, I have a good feeling of how stuff like that made. And so when you go back to the way it was done way back when, you think, oh, this just doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. And that's not to say that it's bad because uh, I enjoyed watching it but it just it's, it's not a bad bit of TV to be yeah, fair it, it's alright it doesn't it's, feel it's very, very 90s yeah it doesn't feel very Doctor Who like no I think I think that's a thing of just be, it's because because it, it feels kind of, Americanized in weird ways and how it's, it's odd isn't it because it is and it isn't because it's yeah. like it is but then Paul McGann is so very English and the TARDIS remains very much kind of very Doctor yeah. Who-y and very English. It's a weird design. I like his console. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of the... It's just the... It's purely the, the production side with the, yeah. the way they filmed it and the music that they've used and the way some of the scenes are structured. It feels very American. Mm. Just in the, the terms of... It puts me in mind of a lot of American TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff that you used to to watch dur- during the day in the summer when you didn't have control of the TV because you're a kid. <laughs> mm. You know, some of the older older stuff. Yeah, it just it put, puts me in mind of all of those kind of programs, and you think. But I did enjoy it. It is good. Yeah, it, it's definitely worth watching because it is just. It's not like a full series. It is just your. But it's an hour and twenty five minutes or whatever. So it's a it's yeah. a good watch if you you're a fan of Doctor Who and you want to watch it for something a wee bit different. Yeah. But yeah, you I, can you can definitely see it as where it was a good jumping off point for a series. Yeah. And it it kind of it leaves itself open ended. Um which is weird. That's one of the things I've never quite liked about it is the way it ends is... Oh, no, not again. <laughs> well, it's sort of... It's it, kind of... The, I think that's the last line. It, um, it, yeah. Well, it, yeah. It's, it, but but I'm thinking more because what traditionally happens with your first episode of a series of Doctor Who is you introduce your new companion and then at the end of it, they go off with the Doctor, and there you have the rest yeah. of your series. Whereas in that, in the, the, the part ways. 96 film, yeah. yeah, Grace is like, all right, see you later. And he's like, all right, bye. And yeah. that's it. And then it's kind of the implication is that maybe every week he would have run into someone new, had their little adventure, and then gone off. 
I also, um, I also don't like the the wee romantic element that pops into it. It's he's just, the first doctor to get his smooch on. Yeah, Again, as, as Russell T Davis put it in an epi- in a in a confidential episode, he said. Uh, the eighth doctor that's when puberty happened to the doctor because <laughs> <laughs> ever yeah. since then he's done a lot of smooching <laughs> yeah it just it All doesn't right. feel he stopped smooching with matt the last person matt smooched was river but yeah right. um it's, it's one of those it just doesn't feel natural in the film uh yeah i know to what the, you mean to the same extent whereas you know like the, the ones where like, when it's amy pond and that she's chasing the doctor it makes yeah. if that feels more natural is that that's she's decided that that's what she wants and she's trying mm. to corral the doctor into noti- yeah noticing that as as you would say <laughs> and, and whereas what happens in that one just in the, the tv four just doesn't it just, he doesn't, just kisses her doesn't yeah it, it just doesn't feel very natural he's... and no. she's going through a breakup for or whatever as well, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden she's happy as Larry with with the doctor. All of a sudden, well, it just doesn't that's, feel. That's what always happens, though. Everyone's um, always having a bad time, then the doctor shows up, and they're like, yeah. "This is great," and then something awful happens. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's just the way it, it comes across doesn't feel very natural. But yeah, I think though that's more so. That's it's it's a product of its era. Yeah, that's a result because it's sort of you watch a lot of stuff from, like especially like American TV shows, you coming out around that era, around around the mid nineties, and it's like this. That's kind of, it's a hang up of the way writing yeah. was then. Yeah, th- there's always um, a a romance of some sort. Yeah, ha- happening. Sort of, yeah, e- even a, a minor. I mean, it's a minor level thing. It's not. That's it, 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 just, it, does, quick, it, does, it doesn't get raunchy. Quick under, yeah. under the fireworks and then that's yeah. it. it, it um, yes, that, that's it. It doesn't get raunchy or anything, but it just doesn't no. It doesn't feel natural to the characters at all. It doesn't sit well in the film for me, but... Okay, yeah. it, As you say, it's just kind of part of the product. Guess what, Adam? It's canon, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, Eight Doctor fine. went around snogging everyone. <laughs> Yeah, well, we don't get to see much more of them, do we? So yeah, I know. I've always been sad about that because, yeah. as and, and this is one of the things I do want to ask you about. You very well know, and I'm sure everyone else knows because I probably banged on about it enough. <laughs> I think Paul McGann is very good as the Doctor. Um, and let's beyond the the kissy kissy, which obviously that's the script. Less yeah. him. What do you make of Paul McGann's performance? In in as the Doctor, yeah, I I like them as well. Oh, that's good. All right, cheers. It's it's uh, he grows into it in the same yeah. way that all of the the Doctors do. He's a wee bit. You're a wee bit kind of. Eh, I don't I don't know at first. Yeah, it's and the it, same thing with oh, yeah. new Doctor, and you go. Hmm. Yeah, you you analyzing everything they do a wee yeah. bit because you're thinking right. What have they changed? How is this one going to be? What What is he going to be doing and stuff? And yeah. then, snogging people. Yeah, <laughs> and even I think as an actor, when they're doing that, they're finding their feet mm. with it as well. So, but you know, by the last kind of well, by the third act, he's settled in, and you think, right? Yeah, he's the this, doctor. I'm on board with this. Yeah, that's it. This is that's the thing that's always surprised me about that. Is because, 
I mean, we, we, again, we've talked about this before, but it's like, I've, you know, we're, what we're up to now, we're up to our fourth, fifth Doctor coming on now with Jodie Whittaker. And Eccleston, Tennant, Smith, Capaldi. Fourth, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no, John Hurt, yeah. fifth. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. He, he counts. It's canon, mate. There's nothing we can do well, about it. Well, I suppose it. it would be Hurt. Echoes <laughs> Te- yeah. Technically, yes, but yeah. yeah. But um, McGann does the one thing that no other actor has ever done for me, which is he wins me over as the Doctor in his first go. Yeah. It's like you say, by the third act, I'm there going, yeah, I like this guy, I'm on board with the Eighth Doctor. Yeah. Whereas like when Matt came on board, it was around episode three where I kind of went... Yeah, I like this one. I like Matt. Okay, cool. So I wasn't against him. I was just unsure. I was going, hmm. Yeah, you're still... And it's fit- the same thing with David. Is after when he took over for Chris, and I was going, hmm. Um, and then with Peter, it wasn't until he left that I decided I liked him. As the, <laughs> no, I've always liked him as the Doctor. We know this. Yeah. Um, but it's the thing. John Hurt, and I've watched the 50th anniversary a couple of times since 2013 which blows my mind that it was so long ago now. Um, oh, dear God. Yes, it was. When we get to the <laughs> end of that, I, you know, and it's the whole character thing of, like, he's the war doctor, blah, 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 and then he's like, ah, oh, for this moment, I am the doctor. And I sit there and I watch that and I go, no, you're not. And it's just like, mm, no. John Hurt, very good performance in, 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 that, in the 50th anniversary, no question. He's a fabulous actor. He's wonderful. But, I do not feel him as the Doctor. Um, whereas, yeah, like like I said, with Paul, yeah. we'll get to that third act, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. let's go. Mr. McGann, take yeah. it away. The interesting thing with John Hurt's one is the importance of that is that he himself feels like he's the Doctor. Mm. Even just in that last five minutes or whatever it is that he gets to be kind of at peace with himself before he goes back and then yeah. regenerates and forgets it all. Yeah. And kind of goes back to hating himself again. He gets that little moment of I didn't actually ruin everything and be a horrible person and I've yeah, sorted yeah. stuff eventually. It's a great, yeah. it's a great moment and he yeah. does it very well. But it's like like I said, it's just I don't I don't sit there and go Ooh, let's see episode two of the you know of Hurt's Doctor. Yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. But his is just the the special case of where that's not actually important in the yeah. same way as it is for the others because you're going to spend the whole series with them <laughs> or potentially yeah. more. I don't know. If anything, I say it's more important because we only get to see John Hurt for that one time. You know, it's it's like okay, you've got an hour and twenty minutes. Win me over. You know, it's like make me believe that he's the doctor. Um and but I think it's less with his performance. Again, gives a great performance. I think that's a writing issue there because I my always has been my issue with the fiftieth uh, special is um her is the younger doctor in that scenario. He's the youngest one in that episode. Yeah. There's him, there's David, there's Matt. Um, but he feels older, and it and that that's that's a mischaracterization. Just because the actor himself is older, 
that no is that, <laughs> that irrelevant is that not maybe a product of the war weariness because it's fresh to him he's literally on the last day I know, experiencing but I, I it all don't, I don't think I don't I don't know you could yeah you could probably argue yeah, well you, you are arguing <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I, suppo- I, I, I suppose it is trying to narrow it down and examining it to see if we can separate out whether it is him feeling older or whether it's is a exhaustion and the toll the war's yeah. taken out on him and whether that's two separate things because I, I know what you mean about I'm feeling older in that sense but I've always taken it to be the fact that he's just done he's spent he's uh, spent all that time doing that and yeah. whereas Matt and David have been literally Getting just pulled being the doctors out, again, yeah. you know they've just been pulled out of their kind of regular day pretty much into this whole thing and then they've had to go back whereas you know John Hart's doctor is literally mm. at the very very end of what can only be a fucking horrible harrowing experience that's lasted god yeah. knows how long I suppose I'm more thinking about how he mocks his future self for wearing a, t- a bow tie yeah I think that's that's a bit of the why, don't the why doesn't the doctor ever get on with the doctor I mean, it's an obvious... When, when I say it out loud, I immediately know it's it's because the Doctor hates himself. And like, there's the... Firmly established. Well, the, there's just, the, the comments yeah. about someone else fucks off in my body, sort of, yeah, with, with yeah. my life kind of resentment, I think, yeah, as well, I just, plays a part. It's the thing I did... It's, it's the thing I loved about this Christmas special just gone is we get that sort of moment of of the two of them both going like you know <laughs> but throughout the episode it is very they feel like like David Bradley and Peter Cordy they f- they feel like they're the same character at yeah. different points whereas when we have David and Matt I feel there's a disconnect that I don't like um, which is only made more apparent with the addition of the introduction of an entirely new incarnation of the character yeah, um, which throws a whole other yeah. big massive wrench into the. And I think crazy. the thing is, is, is they kind of they try to get around it, and I think it's just it's a misstep in the direction where it's it is that disconnect, and they try to say no, yeah, they are the same guy because there's the bit like when they're in the black archive and ten and eleven sit down and put their feet up on the table, and they sit in the exact same way and they put their feet up in identical motions. Yeah, and I'm just like I'm like it's a great little visual, but beyond the aesthetic of it, it's like no, I don't think that's not that isn't what that those two would do. That's not what the Doctor would do between the three hundred or whatever years there. Um, I just yeah, it's just it's, it is a disconnect. This is a weird disconnect, uh, which is which is weird to say because it's like you'd think from a writing perspective, no, there isn't a weird disconnect because like ten and eleven are having a good bit of banter and finishing each other's sentences and they're both sonic and stuff at the you know yeah. it's like they're, they're on both the same looking page. at one another and going ooh <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think the problem there is it's a characterization thing where what they're doing is they're just giving them the same characterization. It's like it's it's my least favorite. Uh, performance from both David and Matt because they're just both doing the same thing um, 
Yeah. Whereas when you go back and if you watch like you have done recently the like David's run and then you see Matt's run it's like it's there is that disconnect because it's like oh they've changed and the 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 change the handover into production is very obvious on the nose but beyond that you 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 watch it and you go no yeah that's still the same character that's still that's still the doctor um but Matt is quirky and he spins around and his hands are always flying in the air and his big floppy hair and his silly rolled up maroon trousers, you know, and it's like and David is, he's still, he's fun and running about, but he's a little bit more serious he's a little bit, ooh, a little bit more ooh, whereas Matt likes a little bit of a laugh a bit more, but there's still, it's still like, you can see where it's that's still the same person that's still the Doctor, yeah Whereas when you get to the 50th anniversary, instead of that distinction within their personalities, they're like, well, let's just give them the same personality because they're the same person. And it's like, no, 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 because there's many hundreds of years difference between them. It's like, that's the point. It's the progression. Yeah. And it's and that it's the thing that they did well in Twice Upon a Time, which is, here's the Doctor 100, two years, 200 years old or whatever. It's like, here is number one, poncing about thinking he's the big man when actually he's fucking shit, doesn't know anything about anything. And then here he is nearly 3,000 years down the line and he's basically come full circle because once again he's an old-looking geezer, but he's worldly and experienced and yeah. he knows that it. You know, he, he, he deals with people better and, and he's not so poncy and he's you know he's let the TARDIS go a bit but he's like well it doesn't matter it's the TARDIS it's cool it's whatever it's rock and roll so it's fine it's you know whereas one whereas one is going what the fuck clean up in here mate and he's like eh, yeah, don't worry about it it's you it's like it's weird but you can see where that like they're both on screen you're both going that's definitely both that's definitely the doctor at two different points in his life yeah and you know how have we gotten onto this? What am I talking about? <laughs> We've gotten onto this because we're talking about Doctor Who, <laughs> and that's that's sure, what we do. Are you sure we can't just start a Doctor Who podcast? <laughs> yeah, because we've the, got one. <laughs> this. <laughs> but we also have license to talk about other things from time it's, to time. It will never stop. Like you think everyone's thinking, well, they'll run out of stuff to talk about eventually. You fucking wait, mate. In autumn. It's going to be pretty curvy and blonde, and I'm going to be like, let's talk about Jodie. What's going on? <laughs> no, what's funny is, is even if the even if we get to the point where we've talked about it every week up till then, and nothing new has happened in the news or that, we will still find things to chat we've about. Just, we, it's just because we love the show. We yeah. can talk about it. We talk about it forever. Forever. Yeah, that's good. It's let's good talk to about be... another show, though. Oh, which one do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the thing you made me watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the thing uh, that I made you watch from the series of that I've been binging the books on. Yes. really, really hard. Sword Art Online. Yeah. Sao. Yes, I watched the first series over the course of yesterday and today. Well, last night and today. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> Yes, at last. <laughs> oh. You give me a minute. <laughs> You're going to burst my bubble, aren't you? <laughs> no, I have mixed feelings on this. There is a 
distinct split in this first series. Yeah, there's two arcs. There's two very distinct arcs, and I'm going to talk about them at length, probably, and I want to discuss them with you. Uh, so, first things first, full spoilers from the get-go. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> just, 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 if you haven't watched it, people, either go watch it or you don't care and you're going to listen anyway. Yeah. Um, it's on Netflix, so you've it's no on Netflix, yeah. yeah. Um, second of all, because I've watched it in such a small space of time, it's it's fresh in my mind, but everything's a little bit blended together. And also, I'm terrible yeah. with names, as you know. So yeah, I've that, kind of, I wouldn't. I, yeah, that, I, I completely understand that because I do exactly the same thing. Yeah, because the other uh, TV show we have to talk about, I'm going to be like that. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, I'm I'm a bit the same with the other show. But uh, let's talk about Sao. The first fifteen episodes of this series, i.e., the first arc, yeah. is excellent. Yes, I think it's I think it's great. I had a great time with it. It's the reason because, like you and I said last week, oh, Doctor Who's about a bit over an hour long, and you're like, well, that's about four episodes of Sao. So that's all I was going to watch. Basically, I was going to match yeah. you in time. But I I got to episode four and I was like, well. And there was that little voice in my head that said, there you go, there's the four episodes. And I thought, no, I want to see what happens next. Let's, I'll, let's That's always out. a good sign. That means that there's something in it that you like. Well, yeah. Um, mm. For the most part, that, that, those first 15 episodes, mm. I think, are pretty great. There is the classic anime thing where around episode eight or nine, everything just stops. <laughs> <laughs> it comes to a fucking dead stop for no reason. And I'm just like... All right. Well, it's not for no reason. Like, there's a clear. It makes sense within what the characters are doing, but at the same time, I'm just like, let's get this over with. Yeah, you you um, want to. Yeah, there's a pacing takes a bit of a hit. Yeah, it's it's a hard stop for character development and relationship stuff yeah. between the characters, and that's important, and you value that time. Because you get to know the characters better and understand them a bit better and stuff, but you still think, I want to just continue on with the journey. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, first, yeah, like I said, the first, first 15 episodes had a great time with. You, again, as, as suspected, the concept's fantastic. I love the concept. Yeah, um, that's what had me hooked. I like the world that's presented. I think it's interesting. Incredible, yeah. um, the floating castle. It's of, very cool. Of, a, it's of very eleven cool. floors, it's a. Uh, the second arc, though, uh, which is episode sixteen to twenty-five, I did not like very much. Um, right. You would not be alone on that. It's... It feels a bit tacked on. Um, And it feels a bit... It it feels very anime in the sense that the stuff that happens over the course of the next sort of ten episodes could have been done in four episodes. Yeah, potentially. Uh, There's also some weird... I'm just going to... I don't know if this is uh, perhaps a bit off base, but kind of weird Japanesey stuff going on culturally within uh, those last ten episodes that I don't 
careful that we talk about. Um, you'll know exactly what I'm on about at the moment I start talking about it. And I'm sure you uh, will feel exactly the same as I, I do. I'm pretty sure I already know, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can deal with it kind of in order we'll after the but, the overview run, as it were. Yeah, so again, first 15 episodes, I think they're really cool. I love the time jumps. Um, that's interesting. That's not something you ever really see in an anime, because normally animes love to be drawn out. It's like this... Story takes place over the course of two years, so we will make it last five years of television. Uh, the the classic one for that is Dragon Ball Z, where the, there's the Pokemon. In, there's the infamous five minutes. In five minutes' time, the planet will explode, and that five minutes lasts at least two hours of screen time. Yeah, <laughs> if not uh, more than that. <laughs> I just remember when I used to watch Pokemon, and it would take them. Ten episodes to walk to the next town. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's the- what? Get a bus. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop getting lost, you twats. Yeah. <laughs> you have a map. Yeah. But um, I yeah, I like I like the way it goes. And the the first kind of four or so episodes, it's kind of showcase the early days, and it's it's great because it it has you know like uh, Kirito he joins a guild, and then we see the fucking calamity that strikes yeah. the guild they all, they all die and it's like fuck and he makes yeah. it out and it's like you get to see that oh, and yeah. you go oh shit and then the next episode we jump a year and he's solo entirely and, yeah. and he keeps bumping to the guy Clive and he's like join up and he's like no yeah. um, it's I mean, cool you, I like you, that you learn so much about him in so yeah. many ways from that with, it, with him being a you know a hardcore gamer first, mm. you know his VR MMO. He was in the beta, you know he's learned so much. He's played loads of these games. He knows exactly what to do. He, to max. And he, he was also a bit naughty, wasn't he? He cheated, didn't he? When he was in the beta, which is why he know, which is how he got so far ahead when he was in the beta, and how he knows about what's to come on the other levels. Or are you they- talking about? Yeah, from don't they? Yeah, see, because he's a bait. He he was a beta tester and he's a cheater. He lied. Oh, he lied. Did he lie about the cheating? Yeah. So what he did is in that scene where they they beat the boss, but one of the kind of leader gangs of that raid dies. Yeah. Yeah. What he does is he spots the people turning on the beta testers. Yeah. In quotes, and that divide showing up. So, what he does is he puts himself in the way by taking um. the heat off the beta testers and calling himself a beater, saying he was the best. He got so much further than anyone else, and everyone else is pathetic noobs and useless, and they shouldn't yeah. even be considered yeah. in the same class as him. He's the only one. He's absolutely brilliant, and they call him a beater, and he takes all of the heat immediately off the beta testers and helps save their lives really considering the scenario that they're in and that's it's interesting because that's one of the things I asked Jen about when I was watching it is I love that that's a completely open guess they don't actually tell you that he lied really Uh, you have to it's, it's either you either take it as because Sorry, it, it leaves him as, because it's so early on, I think as you said, it's the first episode or the second episode mm. that happens. 
you don't really know him that well yet so you don't Mm. know how much of what you've seen before is him being genuinely nice and how much of it is him just trying to get by yeah in the in the game and you know give himself an advantage as you do in those kind of games in a normal situation or whether he is genuinely a bad person or not and you don't know from that you you can't tell straight away it's not until you experience the rest of it and you realize he is actually a, a good guy yeah and he's just playing solo and everything else for his own reasons and you understand him better you realize yeah. he, he 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 didn't cheat or anything he was just lying to them to, yeah, yeah. To, to stop the player base kind of fracturing i, d- I did think so i that, that is what i thought but at the same time i was like hmm yeah, so that, that's the good. That that's the good me. thing about the way it's done because you're sitting there going, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> it's not black and white in that sense. You don't yeah. know for definite either way, so you're still thinking, "Well, did he cheat? Is he really good and doing other stuff and being a dick, or did he lie to to help other people? Or you know, what did he do? What was his motivation?" And it isn't until you get further into it and you understand them better that you realise that yeah yeah, which is which is good it's a good thing and you, as I say you learn so much about him and then there's the various events that you see about why he plays solo and why mm. he, he's such a high level player because he's yeah. got all of this gaming experience and stuff and his beta test experience that he uses to his advantage you know I tell, I tell you what else I love about it the costume changes throughout the first sort of uh, six or seven episodes. Yeah. We see his level progressing and he gets this gear. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Um, that's, uh, I point that out because it's not something you often see in an anime. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite indicat- illustrations of that is when he goes into the blacksmith shop. It's a great episode. Uh, Lisbeth's uh, blacksmith yeah. shop. He thinks, what's your best sword? And wax his sword with it, it and it breaks. And you think that's the exact opposite of what I expected. Yeah. (laughs) It just shatters into a million bits and she's just fucking like stunned. I love it because she has a look at his sword first and she's like, this is a really, she's like, she's basically like, why do you need another sword? This sword's great. Yeah, it's like this is like the best sword you can get in the game. Almost, it's like it's it's incredible. It's like an ultra rare drop. It's like wow, and he's just like, yeah, I want one's better though. Yeah, Um, I don't like how everyone falls in love with him. It bothers me. Everyone again talk about that with the last ten episodes. Um, I lost my mind at episode fifteen. At that ending where he <laughs> he kills him, and I go, wait, you fucking what? I was like, there's ten more episodes. I yeah. was like, what? That like, oh, fuck goes because I thought for sure, like I'm watching the episode going, oh, there's ten more episodes off this. He probably loses, and then the the remainder of the series is them getting up to the castle. Yeah, I was like, because that's a logical arc there yeah. for me in my head. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm like that makes sense. And it's, then the, it's, totally, the, it's the way the whole thing's presented to you. Totally catches me off guard. It's fucking gut-wrenching as well, oh, the, yeah. the whole thing, where he's about to die and uh, Asuna jumps in front of him. Their relationship, their relationship, because, again, it's one of those things where you see the arc and it's very subtle. 
the beginnings of of their their relationship. Yeah. Um. And it's they start off as kind of their their reluctant party members. Um. And then he leaves after taking all that heat, like yeah. you said. And she's like, all right. But she kind of sees through it and go, knows that he's a good guy, really, because she talks to him yeah. as he's leaving. Um, and then the next time we see her, she has gone off. She's joined the best guild in the game, and she's the second in command, and she's, like, um, at the front lines leading the charge to floor 100. Yeah. And he's this... He just she, she, come, she he, literally like took m- his advice and became yeah. like one of the best players in the game, which there's kind of annoyance. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh shit. And they're yeah. not getting on because he's such a, he's this big loner. Yeah. She doesn't understand why he's a loner. Um, and like you see it, but it, it does. It's like again, you see the arc of their relationship, but it feels a little bit rushed within it, just at the start. Um, and there's definitely a lot of moments where it's like. She just refuses to acknowledge that she likes him, um, which, like, again, I, I get it from the writing perspective when you're doing a relationship like that between these two teenagers. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. But at the same time, just because of the format and the probably more because of the way I was watching it in that binge-watching nature, it kind of annoyed me because I'd get three episodes through and I'd be like, would you two just fucking say you like each other already? Like, this is kind of annoying me. Um, you, you see some of it as well with uh, with her just telling him he's going and doing stuff with her. Yeah, like, yeah. And no, I totally see it. Yeah. It, it, it. It kind of, without giving anything away about my personal life, it does. It reminds me of uh, a relationship I've had in the past, where oh. it's it's very much sort of like she did everything mm-hmm. but tell you. <laughs> yeah, you, you both like each other. You refuse to acknowledge that you like each other, but you refuse to do anything without each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I like that. I love. There's a couple, a couple of good episodes. It's, it's, it's like a two-parter where it, all of a sudden there's a murder mystery. Yeah, the, 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 that's the, brilliant. That, where they think someone's figured out how to kill other players without doing a duel or anything. Yeah. Um, Which is literally it, the idea of utterly terrifying in a game exactly, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Where, where and, when and you then, die in game, you will actually die. And so yeah. the, the thought that a core principle of the game's design about it's safe flawed. zones, yeah, uh, you know, being inside a town, you're inside a safe zone, you can't be killed. You can't even damage another player unless you agree to a duel. Mm. Uh, and, you know, they talk about people have already figured out a way of doing it when you're asleep and using moving your hand to yeah. get you to accept one, and that's scary enough. But the idea that they could just up and kill you <laughs> without yeah. doing any of that is just It's mad. Horrifying. And then that reveal that it's like, it was all faked. It was this elaborate yeah. revenge scheme. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, I liked that. I liked, there's the episode, I think it's like episode six, where... Uh, he helps the Beastmaster revive her pet. Yeah. Um, and, then turn, and then, yeah. Silica, yeah, and then there's the, 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 the little twist near the end where it turns out, actually, he's like, mm, I used you to, because I've been doing some mercenary work, I promised this guy I'd capture this bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Player killers and all that. Player killers, yeah. yeah. And it's, I like that. And I love that, that sequence where he's on the bridge and they're all just like, Is, isn't that... The lone swordsman. It's like, nah. It's like, I don't know. He 
he looks like him. He's got the black coat and the sword and everything. And they're like, nah. And then they just wail on him for like a minute and his health does nothing. And they go, yeah, that's him. And they run away. <laughs> uh, I love that's That's great. It shows his understanding of the game systems yeah. as well. When he explains it to them with with my whatever skill as he he names uh, my it's, health regenerates however yeah. many points a second and it generates he, it generates he regenerates six hundred and something points every ten seconds. Yeah, and but these guys sh- are doing shit damage, so I wasn't taking any. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's refilling faster than you can kill me, so we can stand here all day if we want. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. You're like, <laughs> you're like ooh, take that, bitches. <laughs> 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 and that's the way the news goes. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I I like that. I like the stuff like that. Um, I get. I love the world. I yeah. love the way there's the stuff late in. It's kind of in the um in that murder mystery two part where uh they talk about how everybody has kind of they've been in there for two years and a lot of people have just kind of given up at trying to get out and they've just decided all right well we're just gonna live here then yeah they've settled into um, i'm just gonna have a nice life just, and just yeah. enjoy myself while i'm here as best i can and yeah. fuck it and that'll I do i like that i like that yeah. um i i like these now there's the two episodes where he ends up he loses a duel and has to join the guild yes um, against heathcliff Heathcliff, as he, as he is called the guild yes. leader of the guild yeah knights of the blood oath i think it is yeah. yeah. Um, and then follow uh, the episode after that, he and Asana decide we're going to elope, basically. <laughs> they they piss off to floor 22, they buy a house, and they get married. Um, very Anakin and Padme. Uh, <laughs> well, he, he nearly gets killed doing that the, before does, that. Yeah. It, it is, it, yeah, yeah, it's fine. That's, that's um, the spur for the whole, right, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the... It's that first part where they find Yuri in the forest. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and that is where things within kind of the culture of the show start to get a little bit weird for me. Uh, they just decide to adopt this uh, being that is presented as a child, as a young girl who ends up turns out to be one of like the core programming programs of the game. Yeah, that's been um, like totally isolated and yeah. stuffed by the, the the cardinal system which is actually running yeah. the whole world and everything. Yeah. Um yeah. but they they just basically decide to adopt her and then she starts calling them daddy and mummy. Yeah. And it's it's a bit weird. And they're, they're just they're just nice people, Alfred. No, but they're yeah. all up for it, aren't they? And I'm just yeah. like Especially, it's especially weird when, because the, at the end where he's like, yeah, I'm 16, and then she's like, yeah, I'm 17. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, I know what you so, mean. I, I so, do, it is so you were 14 weird. and you yeah. were 15 when you both started playing this game two years ago. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. It, um, it is weird. Again, it's it's one of those, I understand what they're doing with that character-wise, that they're nice. They take her and they're trying to find their family yeah. and stuff. They're trying not to upset her to begin with by just saying, yeah, sure, call me that if it makes you yeah, happy yeah. sort of thing. Because they don't know what they're doing because they are kids. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. But yeah, again, that's another one of the relationships that 
develops a wee bit quicker into all right, they're just a family now, and you're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah okay, okay right. You know <laughs> um, That's a bit strange, but fine. Well, we'll go with that then. <laughs> yeah, we get that, and then um, oh dear. Uh, the second episode is like the, the the sorry the second part of that when they're in on floor twenty two, just having some time off, uh, the, with the fishing contest. Yeah, and the king of the fish. That's like the most anime episode. <laughs> it's like it's like, hey, we're gonna take a break and well, there's a fishing competition and there's a big fish. Wee, and it's like oh, it's like this is this is some next level anime shit. <laughs> Uh, and when he does the super speed run, which only exists in anime, but that was fun. I liked that. And then they go down to the first floor, um, and they, yeah, no, I like it. They, they, that was okay. That's fine. And then they get roped back, and that's just before they try have a crack at that dungeon on floor seventy-seven. And there is that re- revelation that Heathcliff is actually the big bad all along. Yeah, the the guy who made the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all the rest of it, which is a good reveal. I like that. It's, that that is. I don't. I'm not going to say I saw it coming, but from it, the from the introduction of that character, I kind of went something off with that guy. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was, ex- I was expecting the that, cloister bell wasn't ringing. Yeah, but I was. I was anxious. <laughs> I was expecting it to come across more as he was involved somehow some sort of henchman that had been placed in there to help corral the players into doing what he wanted and stuff like that because there's that moment there's the moment when when it figures it out and he hits him with a sword and it shows up in mortal object and i was thinking oh he's a program that's been made by the guy yeah who's there to like toy with all all of the people stuck in there to encourage them and and encourage the hope and kind of provide provide the spark that fuels this guy's yeah. entertainment. Yeah, their drive to the top, the exactly, floor one hundred. Yeah, yeah, it keeps them going. Yeah, yeah. I kind of I thought that's what he was, and then it's like, oh no, he's just a dude, and I was like, oh, um, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. But I liked it, and then I thought it was cool, and then I, when he gets stabbed, and I was like, he's probably going to do the thing where he pulls the sword through himself, and then he stabs him. I was like, because that's a badass move. It's, it's but, almost uh, what he did, but he does actually genuinely die first. <laughs> yeah. Which is even more of a badass move, <laughs> coming back from the dead to kind kill him. Kind of, it kind of annoyed me a little bit. Um, I was like, no, this breaks the established rules. I was like, you dead. Do that first and then die. But whatever. It's done now. Happened. Yeah. But, they, uh, they do it for the sake of the... They do it for the sake of... The sake of the... The power of emotion and everything yeah. else over the system itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of thing. Yeah. I get it. It's, it's all yeah. good. But uh, I like that. I like... He wakes up and he's in the hospital. And um, his hair's all grown out because he's had the helmet stuck on for two years. Yeah. And he's skinny. And um, that that was cool. But then, yeah, yeah, that first arc was so good. I really yeah. liked but it. Before we move on to the second arc, I want to talk a little bit about Aincrad itself and the design. Oh, it's phenomenal! It's brilliant. Really? Floating castle, a hundred floors. You have to, floors, you have to find every floors its own little world. Yeah, you have to find the boss room on each floor, which could be yeah. anywhere. 
Yeah, you know, they're all very clearly within one of those large pillars that support the floor above it. <laughs> yeah, I, they always yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, you don't know where the boss room is. Yeah, to, try, yeah. to find it, sort of thing. And they've got to do all that. It's cool. Man. It, it's it's cool. so well designed that it's one of the first things everyone says is, "I want to play that game." Yeah, I don't want is, to play man. it the way they play it, where they'll actually die. <laughs> I don't want to do that, but yeah. I'd like to play it with the mad virtual reality. Yeah, the, with the full dive stuff. Oh my god! It's it's, it's funny because it's a harrowing tale of how some th- a technology like that could be totally manipulated and used for yeah the worst imaginable thing, which it is probably will tra- trapping people for sport. Basically, yeah, ten thousand people get trapped in the game and can't escape it the but, thing is is he even says at the end he's like why did you do it and he's like do you know it's been so long I can't actually remember it's like <laughs> what you fucking dickhead why don't you just yeah. undo it if you'd forgotten then it's like that. it's a good line because then it's kind of almost like when when he is defeated he's not bothered about it because it, it's like it's almost like yeah. he was done with it he's like why he, did he, I do this he, he kind of says it himself that he He'd done it and he wanted control of his own world and his own story yeah. and everything else and he did all that and then he got so much more. Yeah, and, and he, that's his he defeat. Says to him, doesn't he? He's like, you're the hero here. Yeah. It's like, you're the one who will defeat me. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, he even knows he's the bad guy. What is going on? Yeah, but, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing it's a piece tw- of character good, and everything. But it's, it's cool. What I love about it is that you're getting this harrowing tale of people actually dying using one of these machines and all you can really think about after a while is, I want to try it. <laughs> I want to do it, man. <laughs> and that kind of, I, I, I've just been shown why I shouldn't try it and I yeah. want to try it. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, it makes me think of a lot of bits of technology that show up in, uh, throughout Black Mirror. This stuff, I mean, sort of the full dive technology that shows up in uh, the latest series of Black Mirror in the first episode similar concept um, and it's just it, it, again there when it's used in there and I'm just like it's really fucked up what happens in this episode of this show but I want to do that yeah. <laughs> but it's so cool <laughs> yeah. it's it's like yeah but I like lo- yeah I love the, the design of the world I like it in the um, it, again that murder mystery episode we go down to floor 19 yeah. and floor 19 is like a wasteland and it it just it reminded me a lot of kind of back the good old days of world of warcraft where when you got to around sort of like level 22 or something you'd venture out into at least when you the alliance i can't remember the name of the um the area Oh, I, I, me, don't, I don't fan. even know. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter that you don't know. Someone listening might have known. <laughs> but near, it's near yeah. the Elwyn Forest, and you get it's south, storm wind, and you go there, and it's like it's these crop fields, but the, all the wheat fields are dead, and everything's dying there because of this this an infestation, and and it's like this wasteland area almost. And it's sort of, and I, I looked at it in that episode, it's like floor 19, and it's this way sound. And I'm like, that's absolutely what happens when you get to around that level in an MMO. The, yeah. the area you end up in is a shithole around that time. Yeah, it's the, the murder mystery thing is such a good story. It's because, fun, because, yeah. because it plays perfectly on the fact that it's a game setting yeah. that they're in. It's not really something you could do in any other world in the same way. And it, that's why it works so perfectly because it is 
something that you think only in a game designed specifically that way in that set of circumstances could you pull off that story in the way that it works yeah and you know a lot of things don't always take advantage of their setting in in that way they tell you a, a story you could probably lift and put anywhere in some cases you think but that's a an example of the the writer and the creator actually using it to its full kind of potential everything that mm. he's set up and the rules of his world and then playing with your expectations of them and and how the characters react in the well yeah. that's just the worst imaginable thing that they could have it's, ma- it's mad yeah I could be I murdered did, that's it. not I right <laughs> I did yeah I, I love the I can't get over how cool the world is though I really like it um but yeah. sadly for me it is an enjoyment short lived because once he gets out of sort of online and gets back into the real world and then sort of stuff happens the last 10 episodes were weird inconsistently paced kind of fluff um and I didn't particularly like them. I didn't like the new world, the the game that the he has to go into. Yeah, Alfheim. Alfheim. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that world. Um, I I think I would if there's no there is no explanation. Well, there is, but it's a poor one when he first gets in and he's meant to be going to the starting area for his for his new character that he gets thrown off course because when he logs it because the game is based off of the of the engine it's essentially a carbon clone of sword art online yeah so when he logs the, he, the cardinal system which yeah. operates everything has been copied exactly yeah. it's the full system so, and they yeah. just created a whole other a new world. skin for everything yeah a whole so other game he world using yeah. he ends up basically being he's he's all, more or less back in the exact same shell that he was in when he was in Sword Art Online but it's adapted for this new world the side effect of it is that he's lost his skills because they didn't because they don't exist in this game and he doesn't have any of his items because they don't exist in this game yeah. but he has retained uh, his skill points and levels for stuff that does exist. Yeah. So he kind of starts it, and he's already badass. Yeah, he's very which, quick and speedy and everything else. Yeah, which is fine. I, I get that for the sake of the pacing, because fuck, it would be boring if we had to watch him gear up M- for it all again. My assumption on that is because he uses the nerve gear to log in, yeah. and not an atmosphere, which is the new thing that yeah, everyone else yeah. has to use, because obviously after SEO incident all the nerve gears were banned <laughs> yeah so the fact that he's using one to log in is where i would take that it, ta- it takes his kind of character fine. data and kind of implants it in because of that and that's yeah. why it's a weird kind of aberration compared to everyone else because he's not yeah. really starting fresh properly that's yeah. fine i just yeah i just I, i'm not keen on the world that's shown in this uh, I like the city designs that we see. Yeah. I like the city at the base of the tree. That's really cool. Reminds me a bit of some stuff from Lord of the Rings. But uh, I don't know. I just, I'm not so on the world. I cannot stand or understand 
the bizarre situation going on in the real world with his sister who's not his sister who is his cousin yeah um shit gets weird adam uh one of the things that happens in the last 10 episodes is the show gets weirdly sexual yeah um you know and it's like because the first 15 episodes surprisingly for an anime aimed at teens uh not very kinky not really um there's the occasional sort of oh look doesn't this female character have a nice figure but it's not as obtuse as other animes yeah it Um, it can be quite bad than some of them for sure for sure but in this it's sort of it's okay you like you see it and you go "Eh, there's that thing but then you go not as bad as it could be and then it's all right but in the last 10 episodes it gets weird yeah (laughs) it gets really weird his so for con his so it's his arguably his younger sister but they're not actually brother and sister they're cousins because his parents died and his aunt took him in and just raised him as her son yeah that's what happened yeah um but then he figured it out when he was really young yeah uh so he had always known for a long time and then his younger sister she found it out while he was stuck in sword art online yeah and pieced together their stuff and about pieced... uh, like him quitting kendo practice and yeah. stuff and then uh, you know to, because he knew that they weren't siblings and distances himself by quitting kendo and stuff like that and being distant and yeah, she pieces I... that together while while he's away I don't understand why he does that. Because he's a... Well, it's obviously happened years before, so he's a dumb, arsehole kid. Yeah, I guess. But I just... I don't... Um, There should have been a little bit more clarification on why he did that. Yeah, they don't explore it. I think in in the real world, what would happen is, like, if you find that out, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you two are actually cousins. What would probably happen is you'd go, that's weird. Let's just continue to pretend to be siblings because that's yeah. not what we know. You, um, yeah, your ideal scenario with that is you would go, well, well, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't matter. Still family. Yeah, still family. Yeah. We're still raised together. It's, we're, yeah, we might as exactly. well continue treating it that way, even though technically that's not true. Yeah. And whereas what happens here is she finds that out and then proceeds to fall in love with him. <laughs> See. It's it's weird because the or the the timing of it. Obviously, she when he's in SEO, he obviously yeah. has to fucking reevaluate everything that's ever happened to him, as you would yeah. do in that scenario. And one of the things that crops up in like the episode with Silica is him talking about she oh, reminds he, him of of his movies. sister, yeah, yeah, and stuff. And that's one of the reasons he chooses to help her and everything else. Mm, yeah, you know, and you see him. Um, you know, he reevaluates stuff. So when he comes out of SEO, he deliberately makes a point of being, being nice a big and friendly brother. with yeah. her. Yeah. Which obviously changes what she thinks of him because she finds out that they're not siblings while he's in SEO. So she's had yeah. time to process that before yeah. he comes back into the real world. Yeah. So yeah. Again, the the weirdness is the falling in love part that suddenly happens just because he's being nice. Yeah. 
but also this is the thing mm. this, this is my, my issue with the sexualization that comes up in these remaining 10 episodes she is we're told in the in the show that she's in middle school so she's like uh i think within like in japan that would be she's like 14 ish about there i couldn't tell um, you. i would assume so i no i, I think I, I'm, I i might be wrong on that and i'm not going to google yeah. it because can't be bothered so she's about 14 there is a sequence in an episode where she's she's in the shower yeah and that's the, weird anime stuff happening in that no i know but yeah. it, again kind of standard for anime but in the context of this anime, given that nothing like that happens until then, it's weird. Yeah, no, because I, I it's give you completely that. left field. And then, especially because you contextualize it as, why are we seeing this fourteen-year-old girl like this? I'm like, mm, don't like this again. The, the in term, ignoring the presentation of it, the the point of it is that it's a play. Everyone thinks, well, they're in the shower. And she's thinking about what's happened to her and everything else. For sure, and for they're sure, giving for sure. you that. But for sure, it's a, it. it's a. But you're right about it. It's a weird. It's, it's it comes. It starts being a weird presentation of it. Yeah. Because of the way they present it to you, but sometimes I think just it's weird just presenting that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no matter no, what I, way you do it, there's I not know, really I a know, good I way know. of doing it's, it. So they should have her have her think somewhere else <laughs> would just be I the just, way of avoiding that entirely it's just weird and then there's the whole thing she gets all upset and embarrassed when she like she nods off uh like he's in the game and she goes to check on him or and she yeah. she, she nods off or something because it's like late and she wakes up uh and she like she'd slept next to him in his bed and she gets all upset and embarrassed about it and it's just, it's, I, yeah, some of that. I don't know. It's just it, peculiar. It and could, I don't. It could care probably it. do without that, and For sure. and have it, it be would. more weird sibling stuff with the 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 change in the relationship is enough of a thing to have, you know, those character moments between them about your why are you being nice to me now all yeah. of a sudden and. You quit Kendall because you knew we weren't actually brother and sister and mm. all that. All of that could still have happened without that weird element to it. Yeah, and just... the falling in love inside the virtual world makes complete sense because they don't know. She doesn't know who he is in that world. Yeah, well, so this you, is the you, thing. You, you get away with that, and then the reveal of uh, it's our brother would have a bit more impact to the two characters. Yeah, and not. In a weird way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't care for it because I think the yeah. thing for me was, it it um. It might have just been me because it's it's very possible I just might have missed it. Might not have been paying enough attention to it, but I missed the part where they established she doesn't know who he is in the game. Because I thought I'd watched it thinking she knew who he was, and he didn't know who she was. Um, See, as well, because he uses the same name he used in SAO, and given the way everything played out in SAO, I would have thought his name would have become known as a result. So yeah, but, I, I would have. See, I did that as well. I thought she knew, 
And that's why yeah. I thought, you're such an idiot. You know who he is. But yeah. But and then when they, they go, they, and then she and doesn't. Because then I see it in retrospect, they go, oh, right. Yeah. But then it, a I lot can't of, get over it. A lot of the weirdness of how that goes goes away in the sense of when you realise that she doesn't know who he is in game, in the virtual world, all of that kind of, why are they doing that stuff disappears? Mm. Because they're just two strangers as far as they know. Which made sense from uh, Kirito's point of view for, yeah, at first. Yeah. And her, what she was doing seemed weird when you think she knows that that's her brother. Yeah. But then no, when you realise that that's not yeah. the case, that stuff makes sense in the virtual yeah. world, but it's the real yeah. world stuff that goes a wee I, bit awry. I can't, I can't get on with the real world elements. Um, yeah, no, but... I don't, I don't care uh, for that. Uh, I don't... I can't, I can't really disagree because I, I don't disagree with you about it being not particularly well done it's no it's it's it is weird and again it's like there's that there's this weird twist that, uh like like i say it's just all of a sudden it becomes sexy as a show yeah and um, the the motivation of the the fucking villain which is oh, awful uh, it's hideous yeah that that um, becomes a whole other ball game of complete granted, utter granted Fair play. At least this this one has motivation. The other one forgot what his motivation was by the end. Um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. no. But to be fair, this villain does give us as an audience uh, and our hero a fucking brilliant reason to hate him. Yeah, and to fucking um, he's kick awful. his arse. Uh, yeah, he's disgusting. But um, again, it's one there, of those. There are elements there where I the show almost becomes like softcore hentai, and it makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Again, that's a story-wise, fine. Yeah. You know, Presentation. Uh, yeah, which is uh, another one of those anime kind of weird. Yeah. Makes you a bit kind of. It's just a trope that I don't identify with. I guess. Yeah, and it's just it's part of the way they do it and present it, and yeah, you know, and it's one of those if you did it as as live action you would do it slightly differently mm. and it would still be horrible but because it's horrible things that are happening not horrible in the sense of you feeling weird about how it's presented to you yeah. if you know what i mean um which is again that's a bit of cultural thing, stuff it's, and it's yeah because um, it, it's like it's it's this awful thing that we're being shown and we of course identify it as awful yeah but Within its presentation, it's weirdly kind of like as awful as it is. It's like it's weirdly sexy. Yeah, it's it, it's being a, presented in yeah. a sort of an attempt to be arousing as well, as well yeah. as being horrible it's and that stupid bizarre. kind of weird way. Yeah. And it just um, yeah, I don't I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't particularly care for that either. No, um, um, I don't. I just. I think. <sighs> I don't know. The, one, yeah, one, just, one of the main things I find with this talking to some people is because uh, Encred, which is the word of SEO, mm. is so perfect for what it is in, yeah. in presentation and in design and everything else. It's, it's with a perfect setup. And you do immediately think, well, I want to see every little thing that happens yeah. in that place all of it i want to see all of it and so there's a bit of a hangover you get where the 
originally the author creator of the series mm. takes what is ultimately the fucking bold decision to just abandon that and yeah. move on to the next place he wants to take the characters and stuff and do the next thing and that's I like the fact that that is a bold call that he just does that he doesn't settle yeah. for oh I've created this brilliant place so I'm just going to milk it for all it's worth which is what mm. most of us would probably do because that seems like what you <laughs> the sensible thing to do when you create something so great is you just yeah. mine it till it's gone <laughs> Uh, and he does something bold by taking it into a new setting and everything else and it's not as good a setting it's not as perfect a setting it's just a weird crazy VR MMO world that they happen to end up in it's not as perfect in that way Mm. and that's and I understand that but I still think it's a good world it's just when you compare it to Aincrad you think it's nowhere near as brilliant and it it reflects badly on it if you know what I mean because it's being compared immediately to that yeah whereas if you took it just on its own it's actually quite good just as a setting and as a world it's actually oh, quite yeah, nice yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I find that that crops up a lot because it, because of that hangover from no I want to stay in Aincrad and see every millisecond of stuff that happens in the two years that game exists uh, and is happening which you know it makes sense it does make sense uh, and I think some of the problems that crop up with the anime is a problem with it being an adaptation mm. I think the novels do a better job of creating and presenting all of these things and the character journeys and some of the things that feel a bit rushed I think will have been handled better in the actual novels and I haven't read the novels that are specific to those arcs Mm. but obviously I've been reading the novels that take place after all of this stuff so just based on me reading those I think you know that they would be a lot better done than the way the anime itself deals with some of the things where you know you know, where some of the episodes are weirdly paced and things. I think the, yeah. the, the novels themselves will have done a much better job of doing all of that. Um, so it's just a, it's a little bit of the issue of, well, it's an adaptation, and adaptations always have sometimes weird kind of kinks to them, depending on how they're done, uh, if that makes sense. Mm, Does that make mm, sense? For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Most definitely. Uh, um, I think then kind of... Kind of, kind of for me then because like I say those first 15 episodes I thought were really great and they have an arc and they finish and it wraps up more or less there is that the only thread that remains is, is getting that that last person out of the system yeah um, uh, and getting the, the two of them meeting in real life yeah yeah, yeah but um, beyond that as 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 like a little series just to watch i really like that but uh, i don't cuz i i mean you messaged me very excitedly the other day telling me that sort of like 2 was has just been put on to netflix yeah um i don't think i'm going to watch it purely because i can see where like, because what happens with the seed and everything at the end of the first series, I see where it would go with all your multiple worlds, and they'll go 
world hopping and I'm sure there will be things that happen but for me I <sighs> the stakes and everything that's going on within those first 15 episodes are just too good and I don't see anything coming along that tops everything that happens there yeah, I, I understand that, but the <laughs> what, what what I know <laughs> I always be slightly about but about that. Although I understand it is the third arc, which would be the first fifteen episodes or so of Sword Art Online Two, Yee. is actually my favourite. Yeah, and it's complete. Well, all right, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> Outline me the arc. Outline for me the arc. For me, outline, please. <laughs> uh, well, the the setup for it is that uh, there's a, a one as you say they release the seed and that yeah. people they release it publicly for everyone. So loads of companies go away and they create their own VR MMO worlds using it. Yeah. Uh, and so one of the games that gets made is called Gun Gale Online, Gun uh, which is a world based primarily on weapons and stuff and yeah. instead of swords and that uh, and it's actually a game that's got it's one of the few games that has a real world currency conversion in it so people Ooh. play it professionally oh, which it makes okay. it a, a slightly different to all of the other games because you can actually make money and take it out of the game mm. or put it in and stuff like that oh shit yeah which is the what happens, which is one of the kind of things that makes that a bit different and they run competitions yeah. and stuff and so that's a it's totally different because there's guns in it instead of just swords and stuff and it's not magic or anything like that and then there's that kind of wee tidbit about well people actually play that professionally yeah. so some of them are very very good and yeah we spent two years in sword art online and I've been a gamer for a long time but I'm not a pro mm. you know that's a whole different kind of kettle fish to deal with and then the way Kirito and that gets dragged into it is uh, one of the guys from the government gets him in to have to do a little bit of investigating about who a particular person is it's because what happens is a character calling themselves death gun kills someone in the game and they die in real life oh shit uh, it's a, it's one of the like top players who finished like third or something in the last like big tournament that they did, uh, and he's he's appearing on you know a VR chat show thing where they actually get interviewed and stuff you know as their avatars in the VR yeah. world and you can watch it from GGO itself. So in a bar in GGO, this guy walks up, gives a spiel about about witnessing the power of his death gun and all that. He shares the name with the gun, he shoots the screen, and then two minutes later, you know, within 30 seconds, the guy disappears, he logs out, disconnects, and then it turns out he actually died. Oh, that's why he, That's why he disappears, his connection disappears, it's because he's literally dead. So Kerito gets roped into, well, he's the best player that, the government guy knows because he was dealing with the SEO incident and the aftermath of that. So he brings him in to go in and do a bit of investigating and try and work out how he could be killing people and maybe try and find out his identity if possible. 
because his name probably isn't actually Death Gun and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not actually... They don't think that's actually the character's avatar's name. Uh-huh. That's just what he's said he's called. So that's obviously... That's not necessarily what he's actually called sort of thing. Okay. So they, they, they rope him in to do that. And then he meets another couple of characters and stuff. And what I like about this one is it deals... The character that he meets is someone who's using GGO to deal with PTSD and events that happened in her life and how, you know, and and all of that. And it, it delves into a lot of these emotional things and everything else. And I like all of that side to it. So it's completely different to the setup for mm. the original arc of SEO. But I like what they do with this one because it's dealing with the characters and their emotions and stuff in a different way. And it's dealing with PTSD yeah. and stuff, which is actually and coping with trauma and stuff, which is actually quite okay. pertinent to the characters yeah, and yeah. all that. And I, I like it delving into all of that because it does it in a really good way, I think. Yeah. And I enjoy that. I'm trying to set it up without giving too much of it away, if yeah, you know what I mean, so yeah. that if you do decide you want to watch it, <laughs> you can. I appreciate this. Um, and it is my favourite arc. I, I like it. I like the character that they introduce uh, called uh, Sinon. There's, mm. there's, there's one dealing with uh, the PTSD and stuff and how they present her struggle and what she's doing and, what ha- and the way they slowly reveal what happened to her you know in the past yeah. and what she's doing and why she's doing it and everything else you know and how she's coping with it badly <laughs> yeah, and I, I like all of that so it's actually my favourite arc plus the the opening credit song and stuff is absolutely banging <laughs> oh no yeah, that yeah. Is, that's what I will say the score the soundtrack is brilliant it's fantastic oh, yeah it, they're really good yeah. Mm. Um, I, I listen to them quite a lot on YouTube. Yeah, the good, songs, good, good, good theme song and yeah. great, great orchestral scores and stuff. Yeah, all, the, all the way through. Yeah, it, yeah. One really, of the things yeah. they they definitely don't neglect it, which is good. It really adds, to, yeah, adds to it. Yeah, um, all of it always fits. But I I understand why you don't really think you want to watch the the, the next bit of it. <laughs> but I mm. to, cause well, I I'll tell you so what. Much. We'll leave it two years. <laughs> we'll, we'll, if you, um, well, we'll leave it six more months because it's taking you six months to get me to watch the first one. Yeah, and in six months I'll do that. It's one oh, of those things dear. that you need to invest in the characters a little bit more than just yeah. the setting and stuff like that. Which, if you don't do, doesn't. If you haven't done that because you're not connecting with them in as in the same way, you're not going to be as inclined to watch the next bit, which is yeah. which is fine. I think that's it, what it is. I I totally understand that. So I'm not. I this is know. the thing. I'll tell you the thing though. I had a connection <clears throat> up until the last sort of ten episodes, and then it all got yeah. a bit weird for me, and I got disconnected from it. I think. I think I think I think my thing is is because I've watched so much of it in the past twenty four hours. I think it, I'm my thing is I'm going to have a break before I go back yeah. to see these characters. So yeah, that, I think that, I'll, that's I think fine. I'll check out two at some point. 
but yeah, probably but not yeah, anything. That's, that's actually probably a good idea because it lets them settle a little bit. Yeah. I think that is the problem with the second arc is it just turns into a more traditional guy trying to save the girl yeah, thing and it gets, it gets bogged down that. in that kind of laser focus on it. Uh, yeah. And as you say, it, it probably didn't need to be as long as it was. And mm. I don't know... Uh, I don't know for definite if that's handled better in the books or if the anime's been faithful to the book, mm. how faithful the anime's been to the books and its presentation of it, and whether the anime's missing out stuff for any reason or, you know, that would have tidied it up a bit and made it a bit more enthralling. I don't. I honestly don't know. Yeah. But I do think this, the second arc's definitely the weakest Mm, of, sure. of them all and then the third arc's my favourite and the fourth arc is kind of the two kind of bits to it there's a mm. there's a kind of wee small bit that's quite good and then there's a a bigger kind of second arc uh, that, well I think well, it's, it's the, there's like a wee interlude in the middle of a couple of episodes that's just a wee adventure sort of thing that's quite good and then there's the kind of main arc in the second half if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, second proper arc. And that's absolutely brilliant as well. And that delves into a whole other different kind of moral questions and quandaries about stuff. And mm. I, again, introduces another couple of great characters. You know, and mm. delves into all sorts of other stuff about using VR technology and the full dive uh, tech and everything else. Yeah, well... Um, yeah, no, I think I think yeah, I think I need a break from it. That's understandable oh. when you've binged it is as hard as you did. Um, well, yeah, no, but I did. I did uh, f- those first fifteen episodes. Oh, the the good thing cool. is they can't take those away from you. <laughs> they can't. No. So even if you don't, you know, you didn't enjoy the second arc. That's fine. If you ever feel like going back and watching it, you can just watch the first arc again and then stop where it stops. And just wrap it up there and consider that story well done. And exactly. If you've watched it and enjoyed it. And, well, once you've, as you say, once you've had a break, you can go, if you feel like it at some point, give it a mm. try. Because I do wonder if it'll be one of those ones that the possibilities of the technology and stuff and how the world's set up for that will maybe tug away at the back of your mind. And you'll start thinking about different things and then think, you know what, I do want to watch more and see what, what this crazy new thing they're doing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that may be happened, because I think that's happened to a few people with with it before that I've spoken to. Mm. Um, it's good, it's good. I like it. But, you, know, you can tell I like it, because you when we yeah. were talking about the, the novels uh, last week, what I was reading, I, was, I told you a little bit about the... Where I was with yeah. the start of this new crazy arc that's the longest arc that uh, that they've done. You know, the, the, the first prologue's a bit confusing yeah. uh, in complete terms, in the sense that it could be the start of a whole new novel series mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just at first, because there's only one name that's familiar, which is Kirito. <laughs> yeah. And then this, the second prologue in the We Interlude kind of frame it a much better and then you're like right okay I've they filled in the picture for me 
I know kind of roughly what's going on, and then it del- mm. delves into it. So, uh, um, so I finished that book, and then I burned through the other, the next book. <laughs> you nutter. <laughs> In that time, which, you know, it tells you. So, all wait, you need so to know. what happens to Asana? What do you mean? Oh, she not in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's just the the first prologue. It's only a couple of okay. chapters big, because uh, because it's just a prologue. But it kind of introduces you to the the new VR kind of virtual ah, world thing. That is, right. but it's just it's an interesting way of doing it because it does completely throw you for a loop. Interesting. And because you go right. I recognise that name. This is different, different place, different setting, different everything. Everything's a bit weird. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> then yeah. some things go a bit tits up for them in that, you know, which is where it stops in classic fashion. And then the next prologue is a bit more, it goes kind of back to the familiar with the some of the real world settings and stuff and you see Asuna and a couple of other characters in it and Kirito ah, okay, and okay. then it kind of sheds a little bit of light and then you go ah right okay now, now I kind of understand how the first bit kind of fits a little although it's still weird and then there's a wee interlude bit and then it gets into it properly so it does bring you into it it's just that first bit that you go what the fuck <laughs> is this and I actually lied I've I, there's three books in this series that I've got so far, and I've read them all. <laughs> you bloody nutter! Yeah. You, you, you like this as much as I like Doctor Who, don't you? Yeah. See, I, d- I did the classic. You know, I, I was reading the. You know, we talked about novel nine, and I was a little bit further ahead than what we talked about uh, at the time. I'd already read a couple of chapters beyond that, but I was talking about how I felt with that first bit when we spoke about it last week mm. um, and then obviously we ended the podcast because you had the pizza <laughs> yeah. um, so then I, I finished that book and then I was on the next one I thought right I'll, I'll buy the next one and then I've got a couple of weeks to go till payday so what I'll do is, is I'll sit and read it you know, at night I'll do a chapter or two a night and kind of spread it out a bit and that will get me relatively close to payday, and then I can look forward to it. And I yeah. re- re- the eleventh book turned up. I finished book ten, and then I read the eleventh book in two days. <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, which oh, made me dear. feel like a right twat. <laughs> you nutter! Yeah, because uh. I was reading it and reading it, and I thought, no, what am I doing? I was meant to pace it out so I could enjoy it, and then, but now I'm just sad. <laughs> I'm just totally oh. sad because I have to wait like two weeks before I get paid to buy the next one. <laughs> you bloody uh, nut. I'm going to be absolutely furious when I catch up to where the author's at. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, because obviously he's still writing more books. I don't know. Um, That's like what happened to me back in the day with Breaking Bad. I caught up to where it was at in Series yeah. 5 and I went, oh, crap, now I have to wait for it week by week. Yeah. It's a terrible thing to do all of a sudden. Awful. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna Just be, slow down, don't do it. Yeah, I need to be better at pacing myself. Because oh, the, the whole point of it was to make it a little bit more part of my routine and settle mm. me down so I get to sleep better and easier. You know, go to bed a little bit earlier, have a read for half an hour or an hour or whatever, 
yeah. put the book down, go to sleep. That that was the plan. That and so what I did instead was is I picked the book up, went to bed a little bit early, picked the book up and didn't stop reading <laughs> 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 until I looked at the time and thought, shit. Oh, <laughs> I better yeah, stop. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's good definitely. in the sense I'm enjoying it. It's, it means I'm not wasting my money on them, but it's still <laughs> it's is it, such is a it pain. A, is it a proper Japanese backwards book? No, it's not a manga. It's actual novels, uh, light novels. They have uh, illustrations in them. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I was yeah. Say. yeah the, I, thought, I can't read a book without pictures. Yeah. There, there is illustrations in them. They're really well done. They're, oh, they're not in. Nice. The, the, there's a few at the front that are in color. Yeah. And then the ones inside the rest of the book aren't. Yeah, uh, but they're out. classic. Yeah, but they're very, very good uh, illustrations. They look great. And this, I think there is a manga adaptation of some of it, but I'm, I've only really looked on Amazon uh, when I was looking up the books to buy them. Uh, I haven't looked into how the the what the manga thing that for it is. Uh, What was I going to say? Yeah, I haven't really looked into it properly. Mm. But there is a manga sort of online thing listed on Amazon. I just haven't looked into it properly because I was told novels, that's what you want to buy and read those. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I bow (laughs) to the people who know better. (laughs) Oh, dear. My my anime loving friends. (laughs) I don't have any of that. Well, I have you, that's it. Yeah, I don't count <laughs> okay, we're not friends no I'm just kidding <laughs> as much as I do like anime I'm not I, it's when it's when I've met you know like Fraser and that who they they are anime lovers mm. proper they know things that I can't even dream of <laughs> and they've watched thousands upon thousands of fucking animes most of which I've never even heard of <laughs> yeah I just oh, like dear. some of it. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on? Candy. Are you wanting to speak about Altered Carbon, or should we wrap up <laughs> and, well, and no, annoy what everyone? What I'll ask is, how much of it have you watched? I am on episode five or six. I can't remember oh. which one. See, I have two left to do. Right. So you're on uh, eight? Nine? Nine. Uh, yeah, I've just started nine, and so I've got nine and ten left to watch. Right. Uh, uh, and, um, and that is how, where I've been, I've been since last week, because I refuse to let it end. Because <laughs> um, I quite enjoy it. Yeah. Um, that's a, it's not a perfect show, of course. No show is, but uh, yeah. I, I like it. So should we, should we wrap it up, and should we talk about it when we've finished it? So, next week. Yes. Probably. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. yeah. Lovely stuff. Well, yeah. then, that's the show. And a tease for next week. And a tease for next week. I'm sure Ooh. there's a couple of people who really like Altered Carbon going, Fuck you too! <laughs> no, because yeah. if, if they like, they're probably two hours in to this podcast and saying, Damn, this is going on for a while. <laughs> I can't please everyone, so we'll just keep no. ourselves happy. That's what we'll do. But yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah, that's the show. There we go. That was good. We had stuff to talk about. We didn't dwell on crap news for once. <laughs> Makes for a change. I liked it. 
Uh, I've been Alfred. He's been Adam. Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can tweet at us at RattleOnPod, and you can email us. Please email us. Uh, RattleOnPod at gmail.com. Yes, please um, do. I'm going to... I think I'll upload the my my Venom trailer redo on my, my Twitter account, which is at Alfred underscore Rome. If anyone's interested in that, yeah. we can um, retweet it from the pod one as yeah, well, so we'll, that people can maybe find it. We'll do that. Uh, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna work on it a bit more. Actually, I'll try and make it a little bit more presentable and a little less rough. But uh, yeah. now, now that our yeah. three listeners will probably now watch it, all three of them, <laughs> all three of them. Um, mm. Yeah, but I'll do that. Adam, are you going to do anything for the listeners? Yeah, I'm going to finish Altered Carbon <laughs> over the nice next one. week so that we can chat about it. That's probably what I'll do. Sweet ass. Yeah. Right then, yeah, that's the podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. been disconnected what's going on you've gone what have you done bugger me and I haven't got OBS running why fuck's sake You go, you go. Should we just keep going? Fine, right? Mena, mena, ne, 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 ne. Mena, mena, ne, 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 ne. Mena, mena, ne, 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 ne. Mena, mena, ne, 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 ne. And I've got I've got you now here on OBS. There we go. God damn it. <sighs> Do 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 do.